Hi, trailer cast people. I'm excited to be here today. Um, I'm Elise Snipes, your host of TrailerCast Podcast, and I'm excited that you are here to listen, learn, and also be a part of this living idea around healing, that when we show up and engage all the different parts of ourselves, that there is something actually happening, that this is different than just listening. It is also transformation. And so that's actually going to be the topic of today's episode, is the idea behind the timelessness, the eternal nature of healing. Welcome. Hi, you guys. Okay. Um, So it's kind of a loaded week, all right? It's Mother's Day week, weekend. Is that even a thing? And there are times in this podcast where we have made a lot of room for that day on the calendar and times maybe even where we have made too much room or not addressed it in the right way. And, and you know, what's cool about that is that is what was good then and what I could see then. And it's a true testament to the idea of growth and evolution being something that happens in real time. And that what I know now doesn't make what I knew then bad or wrong. It was just what I knew then. And this is what I know now. That there are many ways to be a mother. And that while our relationships with actual tangible mother is often what is focused on, but below that, under the surface of our own longing or our own experience, is the ways in which we mother ourselves. And so I want to invite us below the surface today. I want to take off, if we may, the ideas surrounding motherhood as a Sunday and brunch and flowers and IOU paper things. And to come into awareness of our own maternal relationship with self. And this is not about whether you are male or female. This is about the mother archetype and the way in which we nurture ourselves, nourish ourselves, tend to ourselves, wrap around ourselves, envelop ourselves, contain ourselves, all the imagery that comes from the idea of mom. Maybe not your mom. Definitely not my mom. Maybe not even me as mom. But the internalized invitation for me to care for me. You see, there's a, there's a part in each of our stories where we go from being the child or the one who is cared for to the adult and the opportunity for us to get to do that caring. And that happens in some maybe traditional ways where we actually literally grow up externally, physically. We come of age, we, we do what we do, and we get married and we have the children. Maybe, maybe that's been your journey, maybe not. But the internal journey is often forgotten, not considered, 
in a way in which we remember that we are the mother inside ourselves. We tend to still be the child inside ourselves looking for lost mother. Do you remember that book from when we were little that are you my mother? And there's this little bird and the bird's kind of wandering through the town looking for their mom. And they ask, you know, like a big bulldozer, are you my mother? And and they're asking all these super unlikely things if they are mom. I used to weep as a kid reading that book, not really understanding how much I identified with that sense of littleness, confusion, misidentifying safe other. I didn't know, but I did. It wasn't a book. It was my story. It wasn't just an idea. It was my own deep pain, confused at where do I find this nurturing? How do I actually know how to do something that has never been modeled for me? And so I want us to pay attention today to the journey within. Also the trash structure here, guys, because this is life. And maybe we're in the construction zone. <laughs> so excuse the background noise if you're hearing that. This is what, this is what life is. What I want us to consider is that while we may have been participating on an actual timeline where we can mark our ages, I was born October 14th, 1984, and then I was two, and then I was six, and then I was 10, and then I was 14, and and I aged in my timeline. And as a result, my responsibilities changed, and my roles changed, my identity changed, and maybe my name stayed the same for the most part, but I was me on a timeline. When we think of a different type of timeline, our internal timeline, it's a timeless timeline. It has nothing to do necessarily with chronological age, but about the timelessness that is a part of how our healing exists. It, it runs on a different thread. I want you to think about it like that. That above maybe the earth, there is this actual timeline, we can see it. And below in the subconscious and in our timeless selves, there is another cord and healing runs both directions, backwards and forwards, generationally and and towards our future, ancestrally and towards our legacy to what has happened and what is yet to come. And so I, I wanna say a couple things for us, one, any time that we engage in our own practice of entering into the subconscious, of entering into our own healing, that healing runs multiple directions. It is not only for Elise now in 2021 as a 36-year-old woman, but it runs back towards my young versions of self, picking all those, I call them kind of hitchhikers along the way, gathering up the pieces and parts and fragments of me that needed the healing that I'm extending to myself now. Because healing is not bound by time. Healing is not bound by time. It's not a constraint when we think of being in that place of care, in that internalized experience of good mom. It's timeless. And so when we think about what we needed then, I can very much remember being stuck in a place of longing. 
being stuck in a place of lack. I had mountains of need that were not being met. And these were basic needs. And I was stuck in my own therapy even because we were stuck in Kronos. We were stuck in the chronology above time where I could point to the different moments of when I felt left, when I wasn't cared for, when I was hurt. And there was nothing I could do about that because it had happened, right? But when I go below the surface and I enter into this other timeline, into this other sphere of knowing and care and transformative power, there is a sense of all of me existing at one time outside of the construct of time that as I realize where I am in my version of the story, I am an adult woman now. I can care for myself now. I am able to be kind to myself now. I, I am doing all the things that eight-year-old Elise needed desperately. And instead of being hung up on biological mom, instead of being hung up in 1992, I hear and now, in a timeless way, am able to extend back to and through these young parts of self. And believe it or not, they get wrapped up in this experience of fusion, of integration, of homecoming. I notice that there are parts of me that feel generationally relieved. I feel less tired, less held down. we are able to give ourselves what we needed in a way that actually heals the original injury. It also relieves the burden of pressure from this villain, from this person we've identified as the one who has wronged us. And it allows us to come back into a different place of power within our story that says, hey, maybe she couldn't, but I can. Maybe she didn't notice, but I do. Maybe she didn't understand, but I do. I want you to weave this conversation through your own story. I want you to allow your own thinking and knowing and memories and fragments and journal entries and hours logged in therapy or listening to this podcast to come forward. Before you or I reject the idea that I'm able to give myself what I need, I want us to pay attention to what it is we need. Healing does not belong only to the chronological timeline. The way that it flows is outside of our control bigger and beyond and outside of in a different, totally multi dimensional way. And so I think it's like looking into a two-dimensional world and then adding and understanding that there's a, there's a third dimension that maybe we couldn't see yet, but once we do, the whole thing expands. And so there is room for us to consider what we need, not to expose the people who didn't meet those needs, okay? Because that's not the point. To me, that's a witch hunt. It's the, it's the red herring in the story that distracts us from the actual thing we need. 
I can give some, I, I'm going to say that again because I want you to hear it. We do not go searching for all the things we needed in childhood or in our right now relationships in order to accuse someone or to show where we've been, we've been wronged. That's not the point. The point is to understand what we need so that we are able to extend that to ourselves because we are the adult in the story, not the eight-year-old in the story. Again, run this through your own experience. Where in the story do we still have someone hung somewhere so we don't actually have to tend to what we are capable of, which is offering myself what I actually need now? I really wish you were sitting in front of me or that I was like with you in the car while you're listening to this because I've got a million questions for how this is landing <laughs> and also learning to trust that sometimes just showing up and sharing will allow these words to go into many different forms, into many different ears and make sense wherever it needs to. And yet I have this act hunger of like, what does this mean to you? <laughs> How far out in left field is this or is this something that you've been putting together and are now having different words for? I really, the heart, the bottom line, the whole point of today's episode is for you to release the people that have left you in lack so you can grow into the mother that you needed for yourself not to skip over into your own children and how you're going to do that. That's neither here nor there. It starts inside. In the ways in which I realize I am still hungry for that fill in the blank, for that kind touch, for that hug, for someone to wipe away that tear, for someone to know I was crying at all, and that I can mother which is even a triggering word in of itself. And maybe that's why we need to reclaim it. I can be that now. And in that timeless quality that healing lives in, it can go back and wrap around the other versions of me that live inside of me so they can grow up too. So that their needs are met too. You guys, I want you to think about it like this. Maybe if you find yourself reacting in a way that feels immature to you. If something happens and you feel like totally put out. And again, this could just be me. <laughs> but something happens and you have a reaction that feels young or primal. It feels way less your chronological age that there's probably something connected to that in your actual timeline. And the reason that we want to extend healing now is so that way we stop reacting out of our 13-year-old self and can react out of our right now self. And that's kind of what I mean about the hopeful nature of the timelessness of healing is that the parts of ourselves that still react in the places they're stuck in deserve what we know now, deserve the care that we can extend now. We can do that now, which is why our healing isn't like, um, it's not dependent upon the original mother. 
I don't know that anyone would actually get better if that was the case. We don't need your actual mom in order for you to heal your mother wound. We don't need your actual person who injured you in the room in therapy in order for this to get different. We are able to actually care for, change the script, move the story, pivot a little bit, give ourselves what we needed. The point is that person didn't do it then, they still might not be able to. And so what are we going to do? Just keep looking at them? No. No. What we'll do is we'll create generational patterns and habits that way. We're going to create what you've probably seen, which is years of the story being the same. The way this thing gets different is we decide that we're going to come into our story, our family line in a different way. That we are going to see the things that haven't been seen, say the things that haven't been said, do the things that haven't been done, and we're going to start with ourselves. I commit to attending to myself in joy. I commit to believing that my feelings are valid. I commit to making room for myself in my day. I commit to tenderness. I commit to supporting my own commitments. (laughs) What was the thing you needed? And if you still don't have it, how can you connect and offer that to yourself now? Some of our mothers missed us. Some of our mothers directly injured us. Some of our mothers were vacant and let us off the hook for everything. Some, whatever the mother wound is, it's so varied. Pay attention to how that has allowed you to internalize that same voice and that same behavior and that same allowance. And how can we move through that in a more realized whole version inside of ourselves? How can I move closer to what that little bird needed walking around that construction site looking for someone to care? By pausing now, by seeing myself now, by loving myself well now, by delighting in me now, by being amused with myself now, by being open now, by, by doing this now, by breaking the rules I used to live by. Mm. So those are my thinkings on the expansive quality of mother and mom and maternal, on the divine feminine and how we need and deserve to be cared for and connected to and seen and carried and nourished. And when we do that for ourselves now, it's not sad. I want you to know that. It's my right. I feel esteem. I feel expansive when I realize that I get to because I am me here now in this side of the story. And so whatever and wherever you are chronologically, geographically, spiritually, in your healing work, whatever your relationship to your actual mom or to yourself as a mother to yourself, I, I hope that you kind of shake through this episode a bit 
and that you see what do you grab onto that you're like, yes, that I needed that. I need to hear that. I, or I need to sit with that a bit. Or I need to journal about that. Or I need to press rewind and come back to that and be like, what did she just say? <laughs> Sift this through your own knowing. Sift this through your own story. How will you celebrate you Sunday? How will you honor you, yourself Sunday and every day? How will you meet yourself in your specific intersection of need and capacity? Need and capacity. You are capable, wildly capable of healing every part of your story. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, as always, for listening to TrailerCast. If you have questions for me or you want to follow up with me in any way based on the things that you are hearing here or your own journey that is coming up, um, I founded a team of just honestly the super badass therapists and coaches that work creatively with people wherever they are. We are called Radical Wellness Collaborative, and we are continually making new ways for people to move through their story. We do that individually online. So you can meet with one of my team peoples wherever you are. We do groups so that way sometimes we just want to be able to know that there are other people out there who are also thinking along the same lines. Whatever it is, if you have that thing that's making you feel like I want more or I would like to actually think more about this or I'd like to talk about this in real time, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can get me at Elise at elisesnipes.com. You can also check out my website, my name as well, or go to radicalwellness.co. That's just a CO. Okay. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And again, I'd love just to hear where and how this lands for you. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you. That's the whole point. <laughs> okay. Cheers. Cheers.